0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The game is over. Paul George. Money in the paint. But the post-game reaction has just begun.
1: Kawhi Leonard is so smooth in the mid-range. Buttery
0: smooth. This is Clippers Locker Room. A recap of today's game and a look ahead on your home for L.A. Clippers basketball. And now, your host. You, sir, are a bad man. Adam Oslin.
2: Clippers fall in downtown Los Angeles, 115-103 to 103 to the Denver Nuggets. Welcome into your postgame show. Coming up, we'll get to your postgame box score. You'll hear from Coach Lou and the players, but first back to your voice of the Clippers, Noah Eagle. Just killer turnover after killer turnover down the stretch of this one by the Clippers, Noah.
1: Yeah, plain and simple. One turnover in the first half, 11 in the second half, and it results in 21 points for Denver, a team that came into this one nor, towards the bottom in points off turnovers at 16.3 per game. They're bottom five in the NBA. Look, this is another one the Clippers going to look back and say, that was a missed opportunity. That was a game that could have been won, and it wasn't. Now, we keep going back to Boston Celtics, Dallas Mavericks from last year. At some point, there's a turn-on, and can the Clippers find that where they just start clicking on all cylinders. It felt like they had it Tuesday against Dallas. They had it early today against Denver, but the defense never settled in enough for them to build the lead. And then Jamal Murray, I think you got to give him credit. You've got to give Michael Porter Jr. credit with 22. Aaron Gordon with 17. This is a Denver team even without Jokic that is so difficult to handle. And then you add in the two-time MVP. I mean, they're nearly impossible. So Clippers drop another one to them. And Teron Liu will mention it that this team owns the Clippers right now they're good learning experiences I think but at some point you've got to make the necessary adjustments and that's still what we're waiting for out of this team.
2: Yeah, Nuggets have won 8 of their last 9 games against the Clippers they just can't seem to slay this dragon you mentioned Jamal Murray he has 7 of his 24 in that 4th quarter and they only turn it over twice and the Clippers didn't even get points off those turnovers meanwhile Clippers with 7 turnovers on the 4th leading it 13 Denver Nuggets points. Yeah
1: there's your ball game right there you know you, you head into the 4th quarter trailing after you led the entire game. And so then you trail by five points. You say, okay, listen, this is still very much right there for the taking. You just got to play good basketball in the final 12 minutes. And it was the opposite. The the second half score in this game is as telling as anything because in the first half, the Clippers, as mentioned, played well. They put up 58 points. But, but, 34 of them coming in the first quarter, 24 in the second, 23 in the third, 22 in the fourth. Mm. Denver's defense locked in. Denver puts up. 58 points in the second half compared to just the 45 for the Clippers. There's your ball game, and it's down the stretch with the turnovers, with Denver taking advantage, just a little bit of everything that could go wrong did go wrong for L.A., and another one that you're bummed to lose based on who wasn't there.
2: Yeah, and it felt like the Clippers were trying to win a shootout against the best offense in the league that was able to outscore them and get a few more stops off those turnovers by the Clippers. Now on the positive side, Kawhi Leonard continues to make strides coming off the ACL injury. That dunk he had in the third quarter was special.
1: No doubt about it. And him and John Wall both had (laughs) poster dunks that are going to be played over and over on top ten everywhere. That one from Kawhi, like I said, you put it up with the Kleba dunk, you put it up with... Derek Favors I don't know if you can Derek Favors was like a different level altogether but Daniel Tice Daniel Tice for sure I think that DeAndre Ayton yeah he's had a couple of big ones with the Clippers and that one was the first this season where you say oh (laughs) it's still (laughs) in there and so that was a good positive sign again he's getting healthier by the game healthier by the day and he's looking more and more like pre-injury Kawhi that's great now you've got to use that and you've got to find ways to get wins because at 500 at 44 games through the season, 500 on the year. This is about where they were last year. And we know they're better than they were last year because they have the personnel to prove it. So now it's about listen, you've got two more games on this home stand. Then you've got a couple of road trips somewhat back to back. You've got three real road games but four technically if you include the Lakers. Then you come back home for one against the San Antonio Spurs and then you go back on the road for that Grammy trip. That's six games on the road against six teams that are going to be difficult. It starts in Atlanta Clippers already lost to the Hawks. Then it's a back to back against Cleveland, a team that's going to want it to get back against the Clippers. And then after that, you've got Chicago, who's, we saw what happened last year. The Clippers lost both, and yeah. Tamar DeRozan went off yeah. in that second game. He had 50. And then Milwaukee, who has Giannis. And when you have Giannis, you're good. <laughs> and then you go to New York, and you play the Knicks and the Nets, and look, no Kevin Durant in all likelihood in that game, and that's just lost to the to the Celtics yesterday but they proved that they're still real good even without them and we know that New York's playing some good basketball right now Jalen Brunson probably going to be an all-star for the Knicks even Wally Zerbiak would agree with that so this <laughs> is it, a to me this is a critical stretch of proving what you are proving who you are and this was one of those games Clippers don't pass that test but that's okay there's still a lot of runway left still 38 games remaining what can you do down the stretch now what can be your finisher to the season how can you find that next extra gear if you're the Clippers. And these next two road trips coming up, I think, are really going to show a lot.
2: And it also feels like Sunday's game against the Houston Rockets. There are no must-wins currently. We still have so many games left to play, but the Clippers have to get right and get back and get back pointed in the right direction. And the Rockets are obviously one of the teams at the bottoms of the standings. Clippers tip off against the Houston Rockets Sunday at 12. We'll have your Clippers pregame show Clippers Countdown at 11 a.m. Noah Eagle, great call. Talk to you on Sunday. Can't wait. Won't see you, but I'll talk to you on Sunday. Oh, <laughs> what a damp of the moody for the I had to further. qualify that, I'm sorry. Clippers lose 115 to 103 to the Denver Nuggets, and you're listening to the Los Angeles Clippers Radio.
0: Network so he can't get fouled. Oh,
1: Paul George!
0: LA Clippers basketball continues.
1: Ice in his veins
2: as he buries the three.
0: On the home of your LA Clippers.
2: <laughs> Clippers lose a tough one to the Denver Nuggets again, this time without Nikola Jokic. They fall 115-103 here at home in downtown Los Angeles. I'm Adam Oslin, welcome back into your post game show. Coming up on AM 570, we'll have Clippers talk for you. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. All right, post-game box score. Well, Clippers end up shooting a respectable 46% from the field. But just 10 of 29 from the outside, that's under 35%. Meanwhile, the Denver Nuggets, the best three-point shooting team in the league, they go 14 of 33 from distance. They shoot 42% and 50% overall from the field, but... Denver after having at the half six turnovers to one for the clippers they have just five turnovers in the sec- in the second half and the clippers have 11 seven of those coming in the fourth quarter leading to 13 points for the Denver Nuggets just a disparity that's tough to overcome when it's that wide of a margin during winning time and the Clippers fall 115 to 103 their leading score Kawhi Leonard 10 of 21 had 24 points his best dunk coming off the ACL injury he caught a body inside as did John Wall he finished with 16 points on 6 of 12 shooting off the bench as well Norman Powell had 18 for the Clippers on 7 of 15 and 3 of 9 from the outside but the turnovers came in bunches late, and the Denver Nuggets made them pay. Jamal Murray had 24, Michael Porter Jr. with 22, Aaron Gordon with 17. And the Clippers lose by 12 here at home. They've lost eight of their last nine matchups now against the Denver Nuggets. Coming up next, post-game audio from Coach Lou and the players. And on AM 570 LA Sports, 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. If you want to get on early, like Brian in Burbank, to talk about it on AM 570 in just a bit. You're listening to the Los Angeles Clippers Radio Network.
0: George and Leonard running. You're listening to L.A. Clippers basketball. Lob it up top, Claire puts it down, plus the foul. Every game, all season long, on their official home. Clippers
2: lose 115 to 103 here in downtown L.A. to the Denver Nuggets. Welcome back into your post-game show. I'm Adam Osland. Clippers next contest right back here on Sunday. They take on the Houston Rockets. Top team in the West to one of the bottom teams in the Western Conference. Tip time for that one is at noon. We'll have Clippers countdown to pregame show starting at 11 a.m. Outside of Los Angeles, we do have Clippers stock coming up well, on AM 570 LA Sports. We're leaving you outside of Los Angeles, but coming up next on AM 570 LA Sports, 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Outside of LA, we're back with you starting at 11 a.m. on Sunday when the Clippers take on the Rockets in LA. It's Clippers
3: Talk next.
2: This
0: has been Clippers Locker Room.
1: Oh, bullseye for Paul George.
0: The conclusion to another game of exciting L.A. Clippers basketball. Don't miss any of the action all season long on your home for the L.A. Clippers.
2: Welcome. Into wow. Clipper stock.
0: There's a new sheriff in town. You won't be able to deny it. They're going to go to the NBA Finals. I believe it in my heart.
2: This is the best team in the history of the franchise. I am all about the Clipper Nation.
0: Let's go, Clippers! This is Clippers Talk.
2: They're trying to win the whole thing.
0: A post-game look at your L.A. Clippers. Recapping the game, the stars, and looking ahead to what's next. To hear episodes you've missed, subscribe to Clippers Talk on iHeartRadio or wherever you podcast. Now, your host of Clippers Talk, here's Adam Oslin.
2: stop me if you heard this one before clippers fall to the denver nuggets this time without nikola Jokic. they lose 115 to 103 here in downtown los angeles welcome into clippers talk i'm adam osland we are live with you for about the next 40 minutes here 866-987-2570 866-987-2570 is the phone number Coming up, we'll get to your phone calls. You'll hear from Coach Lou and the players as the Clippers now have lost eight of their last nine games to the Nuggets. Can't slay the Dragon. But to lose to a team tonight that doesn't have Nikola Jokic, the back-to-back reigning MVP, that's hard to swallow. Clippers had the best player on the floor in Kawhi Leonard, and they lose this game by 12 anyways. And... They had their opportunities, and they played sound offensive basketball for the most part until the fourth quarter came around. Clippers led at the half by one, led after the first quarter by two, but it just felt like they were trying to get into a shootout and beat Denver at their own game, which was unlikely to happen. Denver Nuggets have the best offense in the NBA. Bottom five defense, but best offense in the NBA. The Clippers tried to hang with them, and after putting up 34 points in the first quarter, as Noah Eagle pointed out earlier, Clippers just 24 points in the second, 23 in the third, 22 in the fourth quarter as the turnovers piled up. Clippers had just one turnover in the first half. We knew that wasn't sustainable, of course. And ending up with 12 turnovers in the ballgame is not a bad number until you dig into exactly where they came and what kind of turnovers they were. And in the third quarter, they had four. But in the fourth, they had seven turnovers leading to 13 points and just some head-scratching ones. Out of a timeout, John Wall throws a bad pass looking for Norman Powell. Ends up with an and one as John Wall would foul on the other end. And Denver converted the old-fashioned three-point play. Then Nicholas Batum has a steal, but he loses it right back. And Gordon hits a three-pointer. Kawhi Leonard uncharacteristically had a couple of turnovers, including a travel, after he missed a layup in traffic in the fourth quarter. And John Wall stepped on the baseline on an out-of-bounds play coming out of a timeout these are just careless self-inflicted wounds that cannot happen but they have happened all season long and while coming into this game last six games they'd averaged less than 12 turnovers per game and they hit 12 in this one when you're not playing great basketball all around you know you can't get away with these type of mistakes they're going to kill you eventually. Backbreaking turnovers to a team that doesn't need any extra possessions out there in the Denver Nuggets. They're too good. They're too lethal. They're the best three point shooting team in the league. And they went 14 of 33 from three and hit big ones when they needed them against the Clippers. They were four of seven in the fourth quarter. And all four hit from a different guy. So they were spreading the basketball around. And the Clippers, just 10 of 29 from the outside. They still shot 46% from the field. But those turnovers took away possessions, and they only scored 103 points and rarely got to the free throw line. And I don't think we're quite aggressive enough. Just 11 of 14, and they only attempted two in the fourth quarter alone. It was Kawhi Leonard who got them there. Meanwhile, Denver, they put up 13 in the fourth quarter. Now, some of that Clippers were obviously fouling at the end of the game, and it got a little bit away from them. But this was a game without Nikola Jokic, and I know the Clippers didn't have Paul George or Luke Kennard, but this was a great opportunity for them to get a victory against the Denver Nuggets. And had they, we would have said, well, no, Jokic, it's hard to take a lot out of this outside of a much-needed W which really has to be at the forefront of everything right now. At times early in the season, you can say, okay, we had good process. We lost the ball game. Right now they need wins. They still have to make the playoffs. They don't want to be in the play-in tournament again. We saw what happened last year. Quite frankly, that would be pretty disappointing for a team that got Kawhi Leonard back this season and a team that is much more loaded with talent than it was last year, to end up in the play-in. God forbid, outside of it altogether. Clippers have some issues right now. It's not just Denver, who they've lost 8 of 9 to. They've lost 7 of their last 8 games. They can't seem to get out of this hole. We thought Tuesday night was progress. This was a setback. They faced the Houston Rockets on Sunday... That looks about as close as you can get to a must-win game when you still have 38 left. You go from playing the best team in the Western Conference in Denver to a team at the bottom of the West, and the Clippers need victories. They need to stack them up and better habits. And, look, John Wall had a couple of those turnovers in the fourth quarter, as did Kawhi Leonard. And I know I'm going to get some calls on this, but some people were wondering about the lineups late. And Terrence Mann not getting in sooner in the fourth quarter i don't know we'll hear from coach lou postgame about that but i thought the clippers had enough talent on the floor to certainly beat a team without nikola Jokic tonight and they couldn't figure out a way to get it done and their defense never really clicked in it looked like what happened in the first quarter with them they thought it was sustainable they could just keep outscoring the denver nuggets that wasn't going to happen even without Jokic, they still have all those three-point shooters out there. They still have talented guys like Jamal Murray, who had seven of his 24 in the fourth. And Davis Caldwell-Pope, who's shooting 48% <laughs> from the outside on the year. This team is tough. We got Coach Lou audio for you coming up, by the way. But let's go to Lenny in Inglewood, first up tonight here on Clippers Talk. Lenny, what's up? I'm... Um. Lenny.
3: Yeah. Hey. Listen. Um, I don't even know where to start, man. I, I'm, but I'm glad that you're coming in with 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 the cold dose of, of water because, to be honest, man, I don't see where we really have a vocal leader. I mean, Pat Beverly used to play that role, to kind of frame things and when they're on the court and organize it. It just we, we don't look like we're together, man. I, and I I mean that that's the first problem right there. As great as Kawhi is, Kawhi is gonna basically get his. And you know if you want to come along for the ride and be down with him, he's cool with that. But it just it just not, he's not gonna be that guy to get people together at the at the free throw line and really get them focused. We we lack leadership, man. This was a this this is what's called establishing identity, a culture. You don't lose to a team in the NBA by 40, then come back home and minus their best player MVP and drop a game to them
2: by 12. Lenny, to that point, Coach Lou said after that game last week where they were down by 43 to the Nuggets that we'll see what we're made of when we catch them back home next Friday. Boom. I think what we're seeing is. is a team that's consistently inconsistent. Exactly. For some reasons that are understandable with all the different lineups and guys being hurt and injured and banged up and in and out, and for others that are more perplexing, that I don't have the answer for, that are harder to pinpoint, where just they're inconsistent possession to possession at times. And it, it it's difficult because the talent is there. The roster is there. And I thought tonight yeah, they had enough to Tennessee, get a victory against this Denver team for sure.
3: You know how this NBA thing goes, man. Talent is one thing, but you gotta have chemistry. You gotta have that one person that rallies these guys around, you know. And Nick Batum does.
4: The it problem at is, Batum-
2: I, we've seen it at times in Spurs. They rallied to come back on Detroit down fourteen with three minutes left, and Batum got the guys in a huddle and got them together. And I do think he's the heart and soul guy now. We saw it against the Cleveland Cavaliers here, where they came back down thirteen late. We saw them dominate Boston by twenty at home. And look completely locked in, in what felt like a playoff-like atmosphere leading into it and during the ball game, and then it just falls by the wayside the very next or a couple games later.
3: Let me say this last piece, man. I just don't know if we can really win it all with our two best All-Star guys, and they can't ever play back to back. They're not playing together. They're not getting in rhythm. They're not. They just look disjointed out there. I mean the way the Denver was hitting the open man. But Lenny, they have, they, I'm bringing
2: they, up games where they clearly don't, where they have, where they show that they have all the firepower they need. They work in tandem, they play great together, and for the most part, I think they've been on something like a 61 win pace when those two play as Clippers. They've been good, yeah. Getting them out there at the same time that's been an issue. There's no doubt about that but they fall in and out of playing great basketball and then lackadaisical basketball and careless basketball. And that is well,
3: discouraging. It is, because everybody in the NBA is saying the same damn thing. This turnover this be one of the most disappointing uh, teams in recent memory. Like We just can't put it together. As, as pride, you don't lose to a team by 42 on the road come back home and missing a best player, and you drop the game by 12. You just don't do that in the NBA, man. Just don't. So, I don't know. But something's got to happen. There's going to be some sort of shakeup or something. I just don't see it happening with this presently constructed.
2: All right, Lenny, I appreciate the phone call. They're cutting out a little bit there. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570. Would I be surprised – that a team with championship expectations that just lost seven of eight games and just lost to Denver without Nikola Jokic had a shakeup? No, I wouldn't. But I thought we already saw some of that with Terrence Mann in the starting lineup. But he doesn't get in until later in the fourth quarter than I think a lot of people wanted. I believe John Wall ended up playing the last 19 minutes of the ball game. Coach Lou, it sounds like he has an affinity for having a more traditional playmaking point guard out there. Uh, We didn't really see Wings stop tonight after what happened against the Dallas Mavericks, which looks successful. But you know what? I trust in Coach Lewin. We'll hear from him coming up. We'll get back to your phone calls, 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570 is the phone number, or you can tweet at me, at follow Adam A. Clippers lose 115 to 103 to the Denver Nuggets here in downtown Los Angeles. And you're listening to AM570. Can y'all
4: really feel me,
0: East Coast, West Coast, uh-huh. Oh,
1: Paul George!
0: LA Clippers basketball continues.
1: Ice in his veins as he buries the three. On the
0: home of your LA Clippers.
2: Lose to the Denver Nuggets again. 115 to 103. I'm at a Moslin live from downtown Los Angeles. You're listening to Clippers Talk. 866-987-2570. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Obviously, Clippers not at full strength. No Paul George, no Luke Kennard, which is big for this team. But no Nikola Jokic on the other side. As Lenny was talking about this was supposed to be and I certainly build it as a redemption, revenge type of opportunity for the Clippers, and they didn't take advantage of it. After what Denver did to them dismantling them last week, leading by as many as 43, the game was in garbage time by the second quarter. It was over. Clippers really weren't ready, didn't show up. I thought they were much more prepared early on offensively but maybe they got too comfortable. and They thought they were going to be able to knock down shots all night at that clip they did in the first quarter when they put up 34 points. That's a B. At some point, you got to find a way to slow Denver down because trying to beat them at their own game is problematic. Were there some positives? Yes. Kawhi Leonard with a huge throwdown in that third quarter. Biggest he's had coming off the ACL injury. We were wondering when it was going to happen. It did. <laughs> it was one of his best. I posted some pictures of it at Follow Adam A, aside from the video, that just make it look so darn impressive. He looked good. 24 points on 10 of 21 shooting. Did miss three wide-open three-pointers, but he's been shooting much better from there overall. But those seven turnovers in the fourth quarter, killers. Killers. Not going to win many ball games when you're trailing by five heading into the fourth and then have seven turnovers against a team that has the best offense in the league. You can't get out of your own way. You're making life more difficult on both ends. Offensively, you're losing possessions when you're trying to catch up. Defensively, you're going to be out of position at times on live ball turnovers. While well, we have a moment, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on AM570 LA Sports.
0: This is LA Clippers Basketball, AM570 KLAC Los Angeles, 98.7 KYSR HD2 Los Angeles, and iHeart Radio Station.
2: That's irked I am tonight for getting that. <laughs> All right, now let's go to Wallace in Playa Del Rey. Wallace, you're on Clippers Stock with Adam Moslin.
4: Hi, Wallace. Oh, thanks, Adam. it's always, I appreciate you. You know, what, I'll tell you, I'm really not worried about the team so much. But, you know, watching the game, because I'm leaving the game, I'm worried about the fan experience. You look at the game, uh, and I sit behind the visitors. DeAndre Jordan's clowning around. The team doesn't seem like they're showing up. And DeAndre so Jordan's people, not on the
2: Clippers anymore.
4: I know he's on, he's on Denver. But generally, the, it's, I feel like the NBA is not giving us a product. When the so Clippers had Danny Manning. When and Kawhi guys,
2: threw down that dunk, you thought, oh man, this fan experience is so weak. It's so weak when everybody you, was up out of their seat. Know, well,
4: I was out of my seat and well, I was enjoying it.
2: Okay, I don't so. I see the
4: cohesiveness coming together with the team because you just know, never know who's going to be healthy. This was the ESPN. And I. The game even started a half hour earlier, so I got tickets knowing I'm going to see the team play. When they had Danny Manning and these guys, you knew Jordan was going to be there, win or lose. It was almost a better fan experience when the Clippers weren't. So you're making
2: a broader point about stars not playing as much in the modern NBA. Is that what I'm picking up here?
4: Um, If that's how what you're picking up, yes,
2: yes, I am. Well, obviously, it's happening around the league. It's not just with the Clippers. well, you
4: know, you know Adam, if you, I can share one point with you. If you look at betting, betting is a huge thing. A lot yeah, of these NBAs are no line, no line, because you don't have this reliable product. So it's really problematic for the NBA. It's okay for me. I brought my grandson. I had a great time. It's a fantastic experience.
2: So what's, the concern? what's that... the concern? It's okay for me. It's a fantastic experience. I'm worried about oh, well. me and how I'm feeling watching the game, and I enjoyed it tonight even with this Clippers loss because you saw some of the best athletes on earth do their thing. And it's insane, and you're
4: absolutely right about that. But it just got to be better.
2: All right, appreciate the phone call. Wallace. All right, let's hear from the head coach, Teron Liu. Kind of a tangent there. Talking bigger picture with the NBA. Uh, Clippers lose 115-103 to 103 to the Denver Nuggets. They've lost to them eight of the last nine games. Clippers as a team have lost seven of eight after losing six in a row. They win on Tuesday night against Dallas. They lose tonight and weren't able to build off of that momentum against a team without Nikola Jokic. And here was Coach Lou postgame speaking with the media.
3: Why was the offense such a struggle after halftime?
5: Um, Like you said, we had 11 turnovers in that second half um, for 19 points. And we talked about getting back in transition against his team because they really push it. And, you know, without joker in the game, they really play faster. So, um, you know, we can't have 11 turnovers for 19 points. Um, That was one. And then just the discipline of, you know, playing faster in the half court. Like I thought we walked around, we walked to our spots, got in our offense late, you know, and so – like I said, it's hard to score when, you, when you're doing that. And then I thought the zone hurt us a little bit as well in that second half.
3: You, you made the the early sub, to put John in, and John wound up finishing the game. Uh, what, what were you looking for as far as him finishing the rest of the game and just trying to figure out what they were doing defensively?
5: Um, just – you know, get us in our stuff faster. I thought we needed a little bit more pace, you know, try to get out and score and transition. Um, especially when it was playing, trying to play that zone. And I thought John did a good job or just, you know, attacking the basket, making some plays, like I said. And then um defensively, I thought, you know, we did a good pretty good job in that first in that first half of just trying to be physical. I think Gordon had zero offensive rebounds when he had twenty. Um, when he had 20 in the, the last two games, and so the things we focused on, I thought we did a decent job at. But I thought their pace and their cuts, you know, hurt us in that first half.
4: Ty Terrence played 33 minutes, but didn't feel like
5: his usual impactful self. I yeah, what did you see from him out there today? Um, I thought just a little hesitant. I think um, just knowing what to run and and and. Um, The pace we want him to play at, but, you know, that's to be expected, young players, switching positions. And so um, just tonight was a learning experience. You know, I thought he did a good job defensively, um, you know, trying to disrupt, you know, with with Jamal and and with Bones. And so, um, you know, just something you got to get used to. You know, it's it's a new style we're getting used to playing with as well. And so nothing against T-Man, just things we got to work on, keep showing film, keep getting better at. Is there balance overall, top to bottom, scoring-wise, playmaking? Was that something you guys expected coming into this game without Jokic? Say it again? Was the overall balance of their offense something you expected without Jokic? Yeah, we knew it would go through, you know, Jamal and through Bones, you know. Um... You know, Jamal does a good job with his pace, you know, picking and choosing the spots, winning, get his teammates involved. And, um, you know, he, he's a really good player, you know. So we knew that it would go through him, you know, with Joker being out. And he did a good job of just, you know, holding it down.
2: Four Clippers post game, Clippers lose 115 to 103. Brought up the turnovers early on. Yeah, I wonder if there's a connection here. 11 turnovers in the second half. And let's see, the Denver Nuggets had 19 points off of turnovers in the second half, and they had 19 points in the second half on fast break points. So they made things just far too easy for a team that doesn't need any help offensively, and especially in that fourth quarter with seven turnovers. And Coach Lou also brought up something Noah Eagle did during the broadcast. Clippers couldn't bust the zone. They couldn't break the zone that Denver was thrown out there. So without Jokic, they're throwing out of zone, they've done that anyways, but, and they're also playing faster. Clippers knew it was coming, but they couldn't stop it. And they certainly couldn't get enough stops and couldn't execute their offense at a high enough level late in the ball game. Coming up next, back to your phone calls, 866-987-2570, 866-987-2570. Looking for post game player audio as well. As you're listening to Clippers Talk here on AM 570 LA Sports. Now look at this Madness the magnet keeps attracting me, me I try to run but see
0: I'm not that fast I think the first but surely finish last Last It was blocked by George This is L.A. Clippers basketball He is a one-man wrecking crew on the defensive end On the home of your L.A. Clippers
5: sun is the center of the earth in the middle of the universe then why is his first coming six times rehearse. don't freestyle much but i ride them Clippers like the Fall sun
2: 115 to I'm 103 the to the Denver Nuggets here in downtown LA welcome back into Clippers Talk live i'm Adam Osland. 866-987-2570 866-987-2570 is the phone number Clippers really were done in by turnovers again 7 in the fourth quarter just 12 in the ball game If you went into this and said they're going to end up with 12, you'd be happy. But then you see they only have one turnover in the first half, and at one point it came early. And I think they went the last 23 minutes, so all but one minute without a turnover to end the first half. Now, they still only led by one, and that was a warning sign. They weren't playing good enough defense. They put up 58 points in the first half, and they led 58-57. They were giving up too many open perimeter shots to the Denver Nuggets, who will knock them down. Best three-point shooting team in the league. We knew it coming in. Clippers had the best perimeter defense if you go off a three-point opponent field goal percentage at about 34%. But something had to give, and the Denver Nuggets gave them buckets from the outside, 14 of 33. They actually shot above their average at 42% from three. And it came from different guys in that fourth quarter. And they were just the more sound team, even without their leader, Nikola Jokic and the two-time MVP. I mean, the Clippers had the best guy on the floor in Kawhi Leonard, finished with 24. But he had a couple of those turnovers in the fourth, uncharacteristically. Had a layup, didn't get it to go, and eventually traveled. It was strange how out of sync the Clippers got in a hurry on offense, and then defensively, they just were never focused in well enough tonight. Not against a team like the Denver Nuggets, even without Jokic, they still got firepower. Clearly, eight six six nine eight seven two five seventy. Tages and Walnut. Tages, what's up?
6: Hey Adam, uh, disappointing loss. A uh, few things. One. The Nuggets were one and two without Jokic. There, there is no reason with our roster that we should have that we were only up one at halftime. We should be able, granted that they're the best three-point shooting team, but that's with Jokic. Without Jokic, yeah. our our wings are good enough to to have built like at least a 15, 20 twenty-point lead at halftime, especially given what happened a week ago.
2: Did you see what I saw? I felt like the Clippers fell into a trap of thinking they could just outscore them tonight and trade baskets and eventually come away with a victory because they did that in the first quarter, and then they just stuck with that. Their defense never really showed up, and it burned them.
6: Yeah, and um, I don't know. I it just It's hard. I mean, it, what's our record against uh, teams with winning records this year?
2: Ooh, it's not great. I want to say it's seven or eight games below five hundred. There's something like, I believe, seven, I want to say seven and 15 or something like that, or seven and 17, somewhere in that range. Now, how many of those games do they have Kawhi and Paul George? I couldn't really tell you. I haven't gone through all that data. I Obviously, tonight you don't have Paul George, but no Nikola Jokic with the Denver Nuggets.
6: Okay, yeah, but, and... You know, one one pattern, especially against the Nuggets, we always seem to get dominated on the offensive rebounding, and we make Aaron Gordon look like Shaq, and it's the same pattern over and over. Um, it, we, it happened on the road against Boston and so on. So that's one of the issues that I have. The, yeah. Are there a couple of issues?
2: When Terrence man came into the game late, I uh... – I was a little surprised that he came in for Evita Zubats instead of John Wall, and they went small there. And Denver did get a key offensive rebound. I think it ended in a foul with Michael Porter Jr., and the Clippers couldn't stay out of foul trouble in the fourth either.
6: Right, and I just got two two quick points. One, in the fourth quarter, John Wall had a great game. Overall, he's been struggling. The turnovers are killing us. His turnover – Result in three point play kind of killed us, but I kind of trust. I would like to see Reggie and maybe Ty will do it a little later, bring in Reggie uh, more often. Um, and I can envision uh, maybe Luke Kennard and Powell coming in uh, before Wall. But uh, here's the last point I don't see uh, the Clippers. Making the offense, the other team's uh, best players work. And uh, brought this up last time. I didn't see like we go after Murray. Like we should have been. Murray was so comfortable on the offensive end. We didn't make him uncomfortable on the defensive end. We could have had switches, and Murray had to. He should have been guarding quite a lot more, or Norman Powell because he can drive to the basket. And moving forward, I would like to see, and hopefully see that if we play them again, there's no reason why. We can't bring Jokic up top. Paul George, Kawhi, they should be, you know, on the high pick and roll, have Jokic on them. And Powell should be doing it too because he's one of our best drivers. That's the only way to beat the lead teams is making Jokic work, Murray work on the defensive end.
2: I, I agree with you. I thought they tried at times to get Aaron Gordon off of Kawhi, who I think is probably one of the better defenders in the league, guarding Kawhi Leonard. Because he has the size and the quickness, one of the few guys to really stay with him, and I appreciate the phone call, Tages. And I am seeing the Clippers splits this season, and I could have been wrong about that. I may have to correct this because I think the Clippers—they're 15 and 8 against teams over 500, 7 and 14 against teams below 500. So I don't know what you think is more concerning then. <laughs> But uh, I'll try to double-source this one because I thought I saw it the other way, but I could be wrong about that. Now they're taking on the Houston Rockets. So they go from taking on the top team in the West in the Denver Nuggets to the bottom team in the West, bottom team in the league, worst record in the league, the 10-32 and 32 Houston Rockets on Sunday. You can't overlook anybody. More on that coming up next here on Clippers Talk after they fall, 115-103 to 103 to the Denver Nuggets here in downtown Los Angeles. I'm Adam Oslund. And this is AM570 L.A. Sports.
0: So come on and tickety jack yourself before you wreck yourself. Oh, Paul George! L.A. Clippers basketball continues.
1: Ice in his veins as he buries the three.
0: On the home of your L.A. Clippers.
2: the good Kawhi Leonard 20-plus in six of his last eight games averaging 23 points over that time and had a huge throwdown got up looked strong in the third quarter the bad Clippers lose they've lost seven of eight eight of nine to the Denver Nuggets now they fall 115 to 103 and can confirm the guys at Clipcast (laughs) Chris Wilde I think hooked it up, he and Henry Dittman, that that Clippers record against teams above 500 is right. They're 15 and eight. Seven and 14 against teams below 500. So exercise some demons. They're taking on the Houston Rockets. Sunday afternoon, there's exercising some demons with the start time as well. (laughs) Tip time is at noon. We'll have your pregame show starting at 11 a.m. We don't like to have some skies falling panic talk here because there are no must win games right now. It's not the playoffs. But if any game should be one that the Clippers can handle and get right and possibly run away with, you think it would be against the Houston Rockets. They can't think like that. They got to play their best. Regardless, And really, most of the time, it feels like they're playing themselves. Not DJ Khaled style, but <laughs> they're so talented that it's really up to them and the type of team they're going to be that day or that night. Weren't good enough against Denver. Houston on Sunday. Before we get out of here, I do want to thank the Clippers organization. Noah Eagle, Brian Seaman, Ralph Lawler. Big brother Jake Warner, our head engineer here and everywhere here in downtown Los Angeles. Producer Katie Newton back in the bank. I'm Adam Oslin. Talk to you at 11 a.m. on Sunday. The past is a record. A
0: This has been Clippers Talk, a post-game conversation about your L.A. Clippers with Adam Oslip. If you like the show, subscribe to Clippers Talk on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you podcast. They
2: have the best team. This team has those championship ingredients. They have some of that DNA. You can see it. This is Clippers basketball.
0: Join us next time on the L.A. Clippers Audio Network.